0: Welcome to the Attainable Weight Loss Podcast. I'm Natasha Mills, a registered dietitian and a weight loss coach. I'll be teaching you how to make your weight loss goals a reality one step at a time by changing your brain, your habits, and your body. Get ready to be transformed. Hello, everyone. This morning, my voice might be a little bit different because I just woke up And I am starting off my day by recording this podcast while uh, the rest of my family is still asleep. So, it may be a little bit quieter as far as the audio is concerned, but we are rolling with it today. So, to start off this episode, I wanted to give you guys a life update since it's been a little while. So, uh, I guess I'll start off with, I'm officially graduated I should have my master's degree coming in the mail sometime, hopefully soon. Not like it really matters, right? It's an accomplishment, not the piece of paper, but it's still fun to get. And uh, as far as our house projects go, we are wrapping up uh, our deck that we've been working on. And I guess wrapping up is is an interesting word for that since we are going to build a railing to go around one of our decks and that's going to take a while but basically we've done the rest of the work we also tore down like this big room downstairs and we're going to try and put in a kitchenette so uh, we can have more of a rentable space if we want to use it Uh, i never thought we would try that out i don't really have that much desire to rent it out but I think that's the way we need to go at this time and so I'm sure you'll hear more about that later and as far as September goes in general it's just pretty busy so I have lots of get-togethers to go to and meetings and appointments Um, Of course, I get to work along the way, and we have a long-awaited vacation at the end, which I'm kind of nervous and excited about all at the same time. So that basically sums up uh, my life in a nutshell. So hopefully you guys are doing well. On this episode, we are going to talk about restriction and whether it is... uh, harmful, or helpful. So, have you ever tried a restrictive approach to eating, such as stating that you will, like, never eat sugar for a full month, or that you are only going to eat this certain amount of carbohydrates per day? How did that go? Were you successful, or did you kind of throw in the towel and give up? if you are like most people, they struggle with restriction and they don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing and they kind of go back and forth uh, on how they want to use or not use restriction in their lives. So to kind of clear things up, I just started wanted to start uh, with a, a little story. This story is a story about my own life while I was In school becoming a dietitian so while I was in school I had one professor that told us we needed to experience what it was like to try and follow like a special recommended diet so she split up the class into groups and had each group try a specific diet I got chosen to be in like the celiac disease group so this was going to be a gluten-free diet I don't remember exactly what the time frame was for this assignment, but I'm pretty sure it was something along the lines of you were supposed to implement this diet for about two weeks. At least that's what I'm recalling. Someone else that listens to this and was actually in that class can correct me. But basically, you had to strictly implement this diet for the two weeks, let's say, and uh, not mess up. So, if you ate something that you weren't supposed to or you didn't follow some certain recommendation of the diet, then you got points deducted from your assignment. So being the perfectionist that I am, I was determined to get the perfect score on this assignment. I started off by telling myself that it wasn't going to be that bad. At least I didn't have to be on a strict renal diet, which is like super restrictive. So I was trying to be positive, but I found myself still complaining. It was as if restricting gluten for my diet was causing me to think more about it and to crave it more. Even though I find that I'm more along of the sweet tooth spectrum of things instead of like the nice salty soft um, carbohydrate I guess you can say that usually has gluten in it. So I caught myself wanting those things. I wanted to have a pastry just some bread or some pasta and me being the cheap college student was definitely not going to pay extra to get the gluten-free pasta or bread. Plus, those just don't quite taste the same. So I struggled my way through the first part of the week thinking way too much about food. And I kind of kept going this route until something really hit. I decided to go back to California to try and rekindle some past lovers. <laughs> I guess you can say. Basically, while I was in California nannying, I met this guy and really liked him. And when I left that summer to uh, go back to Utah to go to school, we kind of left things open, at least in my mind. So I had decided that this fall break, I was going to go fly back to California and try and figure all of it out. Needless to say, I tried to get a hold of this guy multiple times before I went and while I was there and he was not answering, he was not uh, responding in any sort of way. So, I decided to take things more into my own hands and I wrote out this little heartfelt email and kind of poured everything out and to say... least he responded to that email and basically stated that he thought I could do better than him so too bad for him (laughs) but at this time everything seems so dramatic I was bitter and heartbroken and I just wanted to have a pity party I wanted to eat some pizza and ice cream so lucky for me, my friend what that I was staying with did have some pizza for dinner and I sat there for the longest time staring down that pizza with tears still rolling down my face trying to decide if the pizza was, wor- was worth deducting points from my assignment. I sniveled and kind of gulped and decided, I was going to be brave and I was going to opt out and maybe have something else. I don't even remember exactly what I ate, but I just know it was more like a snack and I basically went to bed hungry. Well, to say none the least, those were the last couple of days that I had to survive without gluten. The first thing that I ate after my assignment was done was pizza. I gorged myself also with whatever food that had gluten in it after that point because I had felt deprived for those two weeks. So, My story isn't quite the same as most people's because most people practice restriction for two reasons, at least restriction around food. They practice it for two reasons. One, because they have a love for themselves and they want to be healthier and accomplish their goals. And two, is because they have some sort of self loathing and they feel that they need to or really should deprive themselves and their bodies of something to get some desired result, so they can change the way they think about themselves and they feel about themselves so i have been on both sides of those also i have limited certain foods out of self-love so that i could attain a new level of health me and my body and I've also tried to restrict especially treats because I was hating how I was looking or feeling at that time of my life. And ultimately the restriction that was rooted out of self-hate was uh, trying to fix my worth as a human being. I was trying to restrict those sweets to be more lovable or to have more self-worth and confidence in my body, but overall was coming from that hatred. Well, as you might have all guessed, my restrictions that were based off of like self-loathing were always short-lived because I never had enough willpower to go on hating myself and depriving myself of the foods that I really enjoyed. And on the flip side of that, my restrictions that I practiced when it was more out of a self-love went fairly well. So I was able to eat healthier or exercise more, without feeling guilty if I didn't quite get it done or keep uh, those limits that I had set on myself or set up for myself. What I'm trying to say is that if you have experienced this restriction out of self-hatred and just not really liking where you're at and thinking that you have to change so that you'll be more lovable or more worthy of X, Y, and Z, you are going to kind of continue the cycle of self-loathing. You're likely going to uh, practice like binging behaviors. So uh, there's a example where you put a beach ball under the water and then you let it go. So that beach ball, as it's let go, reaches new heights that it would, wouldn't would have ever reached were it to be just be tossed around. So that's kind of what you do when you are depriving or restricting yourself of certain things out of the self-hatred. You're like that ball under the water and then you pop back up and uh, go to the extreme with binge eating behaviors. You also might just uh, be overeating in general or you have these feelings of scarcity or it's like I was kind of talking about in my story. You might be obsessively thinking about food like more often than you normally would. You might feel extremely guilty if you don't uh, apply your restrictions or if you mess up per se. And this ultimately leads to more like depression and sadness. And not only is the restricting out of self-hate going to affect your health because you'll get slower results and you'll just have kind of spurts here and there where you do good and then you kind of explode. You may uh, also experience the kind of the impact of uh, this uh, practicing restriction out of self-hatred on your like career, you might be working way too much and not having any restrictions on how much time you're going to spend on work so you might have regrets. You might not have that family time that you want to with uh, your loved ones. You can also see this in kind of your financial world. If you don't really have any sort of restriction or you are doing this restriction out of self-hatred, you may, like, hold back your urge to spend all this money, but then you may go splurge and have this big shopping spree and get things maybe that you just don't need. So just take that into consideration. This self-hatred and restriction combo is going to impact all sort of areas, all the sorts However, you want to say that of areas in your life but if we can figure this out and uh, learn how to practice uh, restriction out of uh, self-love we can be successful and it will impact not only our health but all of our lives so in my opinion restrictions are not bad like we've kind of explored We use restrictions every day to say to ourselves, I'm only going to sleep this much. I'm not going to sleep in all day. I'm just going to sleep this much and it's going to be good enough. I'm only going to work this many hours or I'm going to just uh, spend this much money for this week. So they can be helpful as long as uh, we are doing them. In the right mindset or with the right intention behind it out of self-love and not self-hatred. And I can tell you if you figure this out you are going to be so much more successful in your health goals. You're going to see bigger quicker results. You're going to have more of those happy proud moments in your life Where you are going to feel like, yes, I have got this. I've got my own back. I'm going to accomplish what I set out to accomplish. And overall, that's going to help you increase your confidence, increase your self-love, and you are going to be kinder to your body. And with that consistency, reach your new level of health. So, in order for you to implement this restriction out of a self-loving uh, intention, I wanted to give you guys a few ch- tips and tricks on how to do this. So first off, I am going to suggest that you change the word restriction and replace it with something else because don't you just want to like cringe when you hear the word restriction? At least for me it kind of sends that vibe or that feeling it just seems to be kind of a harsher word so if you feel the same way and uh, using the word restriction makes you want to pull back or cringe I would just switch it out for something else some ideas are like you could use a word I'm going to set some boundaries or you could say, I'm going to set some limits for myself. So that's just basically saying you're going to set a restriction, but in a softer, nicer way. Overall, changing this word is just going to make it so you aren't like that beach ball and you're not gonna pop out in rebellion after you have used the word restriction. Okay. Number two is uh, just discover and really challenge the intention behind what restriction or limit you would like to set. So before you uh, set up your restriction, ask yourself, am I really taking the time to explore and discover what limits are rooted to ensure that it is rooted out of self-love? the kind of love that you give yourself because you know what is best for you and you want to continue to become your best self and because you have your own back in that process. So if you're exploring whether your restriction you want to set up is rooted from self-hatred or self-love, make sure you are staying out of kind of the judgment zone that you're just being curious, and uh, if you do find that your intention is driven from self-hatred, keep on working on loving yourself and uh, either wait for a different time to set that limit until you have like a time where you're feeling this self-love, or find a different belief or reason why you should still keep going. So, in order to do this, it may be helpful for you to find uh, like a strong loving reason or a strong why behind uh, your desire to make this change or to set this limit for yourself. So, So, for example, instead of saying, I need to get healthier so that I can be more lovable or more attractive, say, I would love to get healthier so i can feel better and so i can build kind of those relationships that i would want maybe you want to feel better so you can have more of that energy so you can play with your grandkids or your kids or maybe you just want to be in the best state of being for this next stage of life because you have so much potential and you want to become your best self. So, I guess you can say to sum it up, you want to make sure those limits and boundaries have a why behind them that makes you feel like you're going to live a more rich and full life. Not just because you are going to hate yourself and hate where you are currently at. Number three is to actually set those limits or boundaries that you're going to follow. So boundaries around food or around physical activity help you stay on track. They allow you to kind of gain your power back and not to just give your power away to any sort of craving or thing that looks better than physical activity, right? So I would suggest that when you're doing this, that you make your limits or your boundaries soft and not super rigid. So for example, if you are trying to eat less sweets, avoid saying that phrase of like never. So don't say I will never eat sweets or I'm not going to eat sweets for this amount of time. Instead say, If I choose to eat a treat today and then put some statement like I'll just eat one serving or it will be after dinner. I also would suggest that you stick to only having a few limits around food and health in general. So this is like anywhere from 2 to 5. If you have more than that I would go back to questioning why you are doing that. What is your intention behind it? Because restrictions are out of self-love, right? And we don't want to create like an eating disorder or to have disordered thoughts around food and physical activity. Suggestion number four is having kind of a fallback plan to keep your momentum going if you mess up. After you make those boundaries, consider making a backup plan or a human plan if you mess up or you don't stick to that boundary or limit that you set for yourself. So, we are all human. We are going to mess up. We are going to cross some boundaries or limits that we lovingly set up for ourselves so that we could live our best lives. When we do this, we don't want to turn to ourselves and turn uh, to these self-loathing thoughts or this hatred. So an example of this could be when I eat the third or fourth cookie, I am going to get curious and ask myself, why did I choose to take that action? After I explored that, I might evaluate how I can better set myself up for success and recommit to that boundary. This can help eliminate the guilt and, like I said, that self-loathing that might try to sneak in there. And as you practice this backup plan, as you set it in place and then you practice it, it really helps you have that self-compassion around your boundaries and limits so that they are staying in that intention of self-love and they are still helping you accomplish your health goals that you would like. So I hope this episode was enlightening that you found something that could help you think about restrictions that you found something maybe that you could implement. I would like to challenge you to at least try it out. Make a limit or boundary that is around food or physical activity and make it out of self-love. This will help you accomplish your health goals and live a happier, healthier life. I would love to hear how you implemented this podcast into your life. Or what insights you took away from it. The best way you can do this is to post on social media about the podcast. So I post about the podcast every Thursday, so you can hop on. And you can either find me on Facebook on Nutrition Mastered or on Instagram at Nutrition Mastered U. So that's Nutrition Mastered, all one word with the letter U slapped on the end. Also, if you're ready to start getting results today, I want to invite you to set up a free consultation where you and I will discuss what is holding you back from achieving your weight loss or health goals. To do this, just visit my website at nutritionmastered.com. All one word. Love you all and I Hope to talk to you next week. Bye.